Welcome to On the Way with Tony Crisp. Each weekday, Dr. Crisp will be discussing biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Tune in daily to start your day right and deepen your understanding of how to better walk the way and enjoy the journey. Here's your host, Dr. Tony Crisp. Welcome to On the Way. This is Tony Crisp, and this is the 365 Bible Reading Plan. Today is May 13, and our scripture passage for today is Esther chapter 3. Well, we're catching up. We're in chapter 2. King Hashuaris has now begun to feel the pains of regret and decision-making. Vashti is no longer around by the law of the Medes and the Persians. She can no longer be queen, and he is lonely. He is needing a queen. And so all of these servants and advisors who got him into that mess now says, well, you need to go and find a brand new queen. And so let us get on a search. Let all the virgins from all over the kingdoms, the most beautiful of all, be brought in. And then let one of these young women that really pleases you, king, let her become queen instead of Vashti. Now, that would be in verse 4 of chapter 2. And so, while we are in chapter 2, we are introduced to this man by the name of Mordecai. Mordecai. Mordecai was a son of Benjamin. His father's name was Kish. Kish had been carried away into captivity Mordecai was one of his descendants, and this is not the Kish who was the father of Saul, who preceded David as the first king of Israel, but in the tribe of Benjamin, like in families, names keep cropping up, and so that's what happened. And Mordecai had brought up Hadassah, that is Queen Esther, because it was his uncle's daughter. She had neither father or mother, and she was lovely and beautiful and fared, and the favor of God was upon her. And when her father and mother died, Mordecai took her in as his own daughter. He just adopted her, and he raised her. The scripture says that Esther, Hadassah, found favor with everybody she came in contact with. And as the search was made, the man who was in charge of everything was a man by the name of Haggai. And the Bible says in verse 9, now the young woman pleased him and she obtained his favor. And the scripture says that he moved her, listen to this, he moved her into the best place in all of the house of women. God was getting her ready, letting her find favor with Haggai. Then with everyone else that she came in contact with, and ultimately the king. All of this in chapter 2. And each one of these young women, before they could go into the king, had to have 12 months of preparation. They would have six months just with oil of myrrh and all kinds of fragrances. Uh, Six months with perfumes and preparations for beautifying women. In other words, they had to go through a beauty plan. They had to get their skin right. They had to get their hair right. They had to get their bodies in shape. They had to uh, learn how to dress. They had to learn how to walk. In other words, they were being prepared to be queen. And no one knew who it was going to be except God himself. 
no one could go in front of the king unless the king uh, said they could, and he would hold out his scepter, and if he held his scepter out, then they could come in, and so there was a procedure and protocols, and so the Bible says in verse 15 of chapter 2, now when the turn came for Esther to come, she was having to dress up and get ready and get herself ready to go, that she didn't pick out what she wanted. She said, Haggai, you have been tending to me and helping me and guiding me. I'm going to let you pick out what I need to wear. And he knew exactly what to do. And so the Bible says that Esther found favor in everyone's eyes. Verse 17 says, the king loved Esther more than all the other women, and she obtained grace and favor in the sight more than all the virgins. So he set the royal crown upon her head and made her queen instead of Vashti. Now, while all of this is going on, there's intrigue in the palace. Mordecai discovers a plot from two of the king's associates that they were going to execute him. They were going to kill him, and he made it known when it was investigated. Sure enough, that's exactly what happened. And Queen Esther was told, she told the king, and the king was rescued, and they were hanged on gallows. And so we enter into chapter 3, our reading for today. And we are introduced to a wicked man, a demonic man by the name of Haman. He would be very much along the same lines and thought processes of an Adolf Hitler, someone who had in his mind such bitterness and such disdain for the Jewish people that he not only wanted to kill Mordecai, but he also wanted to kill all of the Jews. As I spoke earlier in the podcast, this is Jew hatred. It's the oldest hatred. It's the devil himself trying to stamp out the line of the Messiah, trying to stamp out the people that would give us the written word of God, that would give us the ordinances and give us all that pertains to life and godliness. And so the plot was on. It was beginning to take shape. And so Haman was one of the servants of the king, and the king honored Haman, and as he honored Haman, one of the things that Haman expected people to do since the king had so honored him was for people to worship him, were to bow down to him, were to give him honor. Well, Mordecai was not going to do that because he was to worship one God, and that was God Almighty. And so he was a Jew. He would not do it. It says uh, that in verse 2 that Mordecai would not bow or pay homage. That means he wouldn't worship. Then the king's uh, servants who were at the king's gate said to Mordecai, why do you transgress the king's command? Now it happened as they spoke to him daily, he would not listen to them, that they went and told Haman and said, you see Mordecai? You see that guy over there? He's going to stand up. He's not going to bow down to you. And, and matter of fact, we've talked to him, and he said he wasn't going to do it. Well, that enraged Haman. And verse 5 says, When Haman saw that Mordecai did not bow down or worship him, pay homage to him, that, that he was filled with wrath. But he disdained to lay hands on Mordecai alone, for they told him of the people of Mordecai. Instead, Haman sought to, listen to this, destroy all the Jews who were throughout the whole kingdom of Ahasuerus. 
the people of Mordecai. You see, this is the way it always starts. It always starts with somebody hating one person, and then it becomes an entire race, an entire people. And the scripture says, in the first month, which is the month of Nisan, which would have been the month of Aviv, pre-exile, in the twelfth year of King Ahasuerus, they cast poor, that is, a lot before Haman, to determine the day and the month until it fell on the twelfth month, which is the month of Adar. Now, there's a long history behind this casting of lots that I don't want to go into because it had to do with blessing and it had to do with when they thought the sun, the moon, the stars were just right for a blessed year and so forth. And so Haman said to King Ahasuerus, there is a certain people scattered and dispersed among the people in all the provinces of your kingdom. Their laws are different from all other laws and they do not keep the king's laws. Now, by the way, that was a lie and it's always a lie. You see, when you have bitterness in your heart, which produces war against any people, a friend of mine in Israel says that the first the first casualty of any war is the truth because part of war is propaganda, lies, propped up by more lies and a gaslighting and all of the terms that we have come to know in our present day. And so here was Haman convincing the king to do something that ultimately would risk his very kingdom because you see, God is going to take care of his people. And God promised Abraham, I will bless those who bless you. I will curse those who curse you. And in following the advice of Haman, here again, following the advice of his advisors, and Haman had become one of his advisors, Ahasuerus was risking his own kingdom. And so the king's scribes were called on the 13th day of the first month, and a decree was written according to all that Haman commanded. All of the provinces were alerted. The couriers were sent out. And uh, what the decree was to destroy, to kill, to annihilate all the Jews, both young and old, little children and women, in one day on the 13th day of the 12th month, which is the month of Adar, and to steal all their possessions, just like Hitler. That's exactly what Hitler did. And a copy of the document was to be issued as law in every province being published, listen to this, for all the people that they should be ready on that day. And the couriers went out hastened by the king's command, and the decree was proclaimed in Shushan, the citadel, so that the king and Haman sat down to drink, but the city of Shushan was perplexed. This didn't make sense. By the way, When you try to annihilate a people because of a certain DNA, just because of the color of their skin or the DNA that they have in their bloodstream, it always confuses people. It always perplexes people. It is always strange. It is always weird. It is always so ungodly and wicked and evil. And this is exactly what was going on. And the king was being duped by one of his wicked advisors named Haman. But I want to tell you, God has the final say. God has the last word, not Haman, not Hitler, not Mussolini, not Stalin, not Putin, not the mullahs of Iran. God has the last say. And God has decreed that Israel and the Jewish people are an eternal people, 
and that he has decreed that Jerusalem is the eternal capital of the Jewish people. These are decrees that God has made, and God will fulfill those decrees with or without King Ahasuerus, with or without any modern potentate, with or without any nation's support, because in the end, God wins. For On The Way, this is Tony Crisp. Thanks for listening to On The Way with Tony Crisp. Tune in every weekday for information on biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Fridays are for your questions. Email your questions to questions at TonyCrisp.org. Then just listen for your question to be answered on Friday's podcast. That's questions at TonyCrisp.org. Thanks for listening and have a blessed day on the way.